a reading from the beginning of the book of the prophet Daniel. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came and laid siege to Jerusalem. The Lord handed over to him Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and some of the vessels of the temple of God. He carried them off to the land of Shinar and placed the vessels in the temple treasury of his God. The king told Aspens, the king, his chief chamberlain, to bring in some of the children of Israel of royal blood and of the nobility, young men without defect, handsome, intelligent, and wise, quick to learn and prudent in judgment, such as he could take their place as in the king's palace. They were to be taught the language of the literature of the Chaldeans. After three years' training, they were to enter in the king's service. The king allotted them a daily portion of food and wine from the royal table. Among these were men of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But Daniel was resolved not to defile himself with the king's food or wine, so he begged the chief chamberlain to spare his defilement. Though God had given Daniel the favor and sympathy of the chief chamberlain, he nevertheless said to Daniel, I am afraid of my lord and my king. It is he who allotted your food and drink. If he sees that you look wretched by comparison with the other young men of your age, you will endanger my life with the king. Then Daniel said to the steward to whom the chief chamberlain had put in charge of Daniel, Hazariah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days. Give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then see how we look in comparison with the other young men who eat from the royal table and treat your servants according to what you see. He ascended to this request and tested them for ten days. After ten days, they looked healthier and better fed than any of the young men who ate from the royal table. So the steward continued to take away the food of wine and wine they were to receive and gave them vegetables. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and proficiency in all literature and science, and to Daniel the understanding of all visions and dreams. At the end of the time, the king had specified for their preparation. The chief chamberlain brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. When the king had spoken with all of them, none of them found equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. As they, and so they entered the king's service. And any question of wisdom or prudence with the king put to them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters of his kingdom. The word of the Lord. Glory and praise forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our fathers, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. And blessed is your holy and glorious name, praiseworthy and exalted above all for all ages. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you in the temple of your holy glory, praiseworthy and glorious above all forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you on the throne of your kingdom, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you who look into the depths of your throne upon the cherubim, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you in the firmament of heaven, praiseworthy and glorious forever. Glorious and praise forever. 
My brothers and sisters, may our Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. When Jesus looked up and he saw some wealthy people putting their offerings into the treasury, and he noticed a poor widow putting in two small coins, he said, I tell you truly, this poor widow put in more than all the rest, for those others have all made offerings from their surplus wealth. But she, from her poverty, has offered her whole livelihood. The Gospel of the Lord. And so we've heard this gospel many times in our own lives, and we focus only on she was generous, the other words were not. But it's more than that. It's about love. It's about love as the gift of total self. It doesn't hold anything back. So this widow loved God more than the others. The others gave God what was their surplus. It didn't cost them much. It cost her everything. And when we come to love God, it should be the same reality. It isn't just, here, God, I'll give you whatever I have left over. But God, you got everything. It's all yours. I surrender it all to you, which proves that we love him. But why should we do it this way? Because that's the way God does it for us. He loves us completely. Whenever you look at the crucifix, it's not just about us feeling guilty about how bad we are. It's about us looking at a God who loves us so much that gives us everything. And that should always make us grateful. May you know his love today and forever. Amen. Let's stand and pray.